0: Hello, beloved, and welcome back to another episode of Movius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. Thank you for tuning in. This was something that the Lord had put on my heart, Um, I think it was two or three days ago, and I just felt the Lord say, I want you to do an overview on what we just read through the whole book of James, five chapters, lots of encouraging, provoking, convicting, Uh, Very, Those types of things that we read through James And how it really invigorated a new work in our hearts that the Holy Spirit's doing And um, so I have a whole memo written out here I I wrote it uh, not too long ago And um, I reviewed it again today I made a few edits And I just kind of obviously edited it a little bit And I'm just going to be reading from that. So uh, the verse of the day is Philippians 4, 7, the words from Paul. And a lot of us may know this verse uh, either by like, oh, I know Philippians 4, 7, or when I read it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that verse. Paul says in the NIV version, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that part where it says in Christ Jesus that he is the one who holds everything together and um I'm doing a lot better today based on yesterday I talked about kind of the rough day I was having and the Lord has just shown me a lot that's all I'm gonna say so um Lord I thank you for this study that we did through James and the kind of things that you taught us um Lord, help us just to be faithful with what you've given us and not seek man's approval, but we would just be faithful in what you've given us and that we would not be people-pleasers. But we would love you. We we would make you our number one in our hearts. Um, And I just pray for the words that I'm going to say from James, Uh, just overviewing what we read, Lord, that your word would go forth in power, and I thank you so much for your peace, God. In moments where we get anxious and we come to you, we just pour our hearts out. Thank you for those moments of just giving us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go. Uh, the song that's playing right now, if you'd like to know what it's called, it's called Endless Life by William Augusto. William Augusto is a guy who has... For quite some time now um, been doing worship instrumental for a long time now he's got great great stuff you should check it out um, I know I've been blessed with a lot of his music so I don't have a water as well I, I do I do have my water bottle sitting right there on my nightstand but there's no water in it it's just ice so <laughs> so as you can see the title of this episode, what have we learned through our study of 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 James this letter that was written to mostly Jewish Christians, and the reason why I say mostly Jewish Christians is um, i'm not sure if you remember, but let me just i'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up James one instead right here where it says oh, hang on, oh what was that? I just kind of like did something impulsively on my macbook and now my notes are like in a position that are a lot more like i don't know like like i just like the way it looks now sorry if that's really vague anyway so right here where it says verse 1 in james 1 it says to the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad greetings now there were there was commentary uh that there were that 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 there it would this the the, the, the audience was mostly Jews but there were some Gentiles mixed in so um, that's why I when I'm looking at my notes here how do I make this yeah I want to make this wider let's do this make this full screen okay Well, sorry, I'm just <laughs> here I am trying to perform well, beloved. I remember when the Holy Spirit spoke to me while we were doing while we were going through the book of Proverbs, chapter by chapter, and he said, "After this, I want you to study James. My eyes opened wide as I thought of the verses through each chapter that I knew by God's grace but I did not know the overall message behind those verses. Um, I knew I was in for a wild ride. We started with chapter one where the apostle James, who was the half brother of Jesus, started off with talking about trials and tribulations and to have gladness when we go through them because it gives us a chance to grow in our faith. Our faith is what gives us endurance, which James says, let endurance, which translates into, again, steadfastness and consistency, have its teleos, which is the Greek word for the word perfect work in you so that you will not be lacking in anything. That's what James says in James 1. In verses 1 through 5, we took a deep dive, beloved, into, this, into what the Greek language is really trying to say here as we read it in today's English language, which was obviously uh, translated through scholars and people who know scripture inside and out, people who know Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic like the back of their hand. That's something that God has, that, that's, that's been their duty in the body of Christ, just as we all have our own duty. Ephesians 4 elaborates on that. So, And again, I don't know about you, but it blew my mind away when we dove into the Greek for James 1. I was mesmerized, beloved. It, And I don't—because I, don't, I, remember, I remember when I did James 1, I was working with my friend Ryan, and I was asking for some insight and some guidance from him on James 1— and when him and I were diving into the Greek, and I even shared with him some of the Greek definitions, he Ryan was also like, "Oh my gosh!" So he, his eyes were really enlightened as well. We then heard uh, we, we then heard James talk about uh, being slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger or slow to offense or anger, and to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. James shows us to not be stained by the world. In other words, um, to walk in telios, holiness, to be, to walk in perfection, to walk in, um, again, that other trend, that other definition of telios is completeness, or um, brought to its end. James finishes with, if someone fears God, but doesn't bridle his tongue, then his religion is worthless. And that word religion, it translates into fearing God. That's what that that's what that translation means in the Greek for James 1. I'm not sure what verse that is, but you can look at that yourself. I look at this chapter and see that endurance is the key, but it is the Holy Spirit who gives us that strength to keep planting good seeds in our lives. Living by his grace to obey and and loving him instead of going back and trying to fulfill everything on our own. Then we will learn how to bridle our tongue. be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to anger and slow to offense and truly walk in the fear of the Lord by staying uh, unstained by this world. Chapter two, we talked about not having favoritism in the church or um, another translation is um, partiality but that loving our neighbors as ourselves means to not show favoritism or put ourselves above others. That's what James elaborated in James 2. That, that's, what he, that's what he said. We can do this by seeing the grace of God on our lives through Christ. Then we can get into one of the most controversial verses in all of scripture, where James says faith without works is dead. I did my very best to sit down and grind this out with the Holy Spirit and I, I feel I got some insights, not a lot. It is important that we don't see that as a contradiction. As we look at Paul word, Paul's words in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, Acts uh, says that the apostles were all one mind. We can take from chapter 2 to show the fervent love of Christ to all because we are saved by his grace. Which means we don't have to show favoritism. Um, that we don't have to have partiality in our hearts or bitter envy is another thing that James talks about. And to know that James seems to be speaking in the faith of thought works is dead in the context of getting man's approval through that. So I want to go off script here because this is what I've come to. And again, I don't know everything. Thank God for that. If I did, I'd probably fall into a ton of pride and walk away from the Lord, so Anyway, I tried to look at James 2 and James is keeping it in the context of speaking between another man. He's like, you, let me just, I didn't really think I was going to be reading from my Bible in this episode, but it looks like the Lord's changing it up. So like James 2, like if you read okay i'm not going to get i'm not going to get super deep into this but james 2 14 through 26 is all about the 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 topic of faith without works is dead and he's talking about uh getting he, it seems like in the context it's it's between uh, a man having a conversation with another man and i i don't again, like that verse in second Corinthians, I'm not going to peddle the word of God for profit. That's not what I'm trying to do here, but this is what I got. It seems that James is saying faith without works is dead. According to finding approval from man, according to your, to your faith. And so that's what I got from it. Um, again, I don't know everything. Um, but that's kind of what I got from James 2 to understand it a little bit better. And when I think about it that way, it, may, it, it, it kind of clears the air a little bit to understand that scripture and then understand Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 even better. So moving on, chapter 3, James gets into the tongue and how it can be a dangerous thing. He starts off, sorry, he starts it off on more of a bro- uh, more on broad terms, saying that there is a stricter judgment on teachers. Teachers talk a lot, so it goes right back into the tongue. The tongue can wreck havoc, but it can also be a good thing sometimes. He says that with the same tongue, we bless our father and curse and insult people who are made in the image and the likeness of God. We can see James use... Uh, the things of this uh, of the world in that given age during that time as an analogy to relate it with the tongue the rudder of a boat uh, and the spark of two rocks hitting one another to to make a fire there's a few other references but that's just a couple of them from chapter three we can see it is so important to learn how to have godly speech in our lives Um, this isn't in my notes this is off script but Jesus said every careless word that comes out of your mouth, it will be judged on judgment day. And that's where I struggle with like, and I'm not saying Jesus was wrong, cause that's not true at all, but that's where I try to think, okay, how do I, Isaiah 66, God says, I'm looking for people who will respond to my words with reverence. How do I do that while well, at the same time, First John, John says that we don't, the man who fears God's judgment is not made perfectly in God's love. So how do I have that balance? And I think that's something that we learn one-on-one with the Lord in intimacy, just him, just you and him, just getting into that. Um, going back to my notes, I watched a message from Forerunner Church at the International House of Prayer about understanding the importance of our speech. It was an incredible message that I took uh I took a lot from it. Isaac Bennett spoke that message over at IHOP. I really encourage you to check it out if you'd like sometime. Now, I'm going to talk about kind of um I'm going to I don't have any like actual notes, so I'm just going to be like mentally processing things, but uh earlier er, early on in my walk with Christ, I would watch the only type of ministries that i would watch on youtube are people who would just call out false teachers and they would just criticize and put people down um they would like oh they believe this and it's it's heresy and and they're a false teacher and they would just label and i and and then i got in that same kind of attitude and the lord's kindness looking back led me to repentance romans 2 4 i think it is um god really let led me out of there and i'm so grateful for it but i see this is this is the problem is that we criticize people and and it says that we we insult people that was one of the that was one of the um when it says we curse uh, our brothers and sisters who are made in the same image as as we are that word um curse it translates all as well into insult and so you might think well you know oh well there's other scriptures in the bible where You know like like when paul uh um uh rebukes uh what was it peter for not congregating with some of the jews who were not circumcised in the midst of the kind of dinner that they were having and paul's like you have denied the gospel which you have received and he rebukes him so i don't i think that's different than 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 insulting someone um he's just kind of showing him back into where he's called into that is totally different than just calling someone out and saying, Oh, they believe in this, and oh my gosh, they're that is so sinful and yada yada yada. It's like this is the problem. Jesus said you'll know the the if you if you read it in the Amplified, Matthew seven, where Um Jesus says you will know false prophets, that also translates into teachers. He says you'll know them by their fruits, by the way they act. So and that whole it's it's Matthew seven. I, I read it last night. I'm going through Matthew, and I was just pondering on it, and pr- I was praying the word. And I don't mean to say that like self-righteously. I'm just telling you, just kind of the beauty of doing that. Anyway, he says, um, yeah, Matthew seven fifteen through twenty nine, or no, sorry, fifteen through twenty three. He talks about the tree and its fruit he talks about um false prophets which are teachers so check that out sometime chapter four of james now this is this now this chapter and chapter five are honestly probably some of my favorites here's why james starts off with chapter four about why are you guys fighting so much you're having so many he uses the word quarrels He says because of the internal battle inside of you and you ought to deal with it. James goes on and shows them the consequences of them not dealing with their eternal issues. We call it in today's age being, we we call that in today's age being in denial. It's a big issue and it's called being lukewarm and it breaks my heart, it breaks God's heart. He loves us way too much in the midst of all that james says in verses 14 through 17 about not boasting about tomorrow and to instead say lord willing as you say your plans he says you have no idea what's going to happen the next day he actually says you have the least idea the least idea of what is going to happen now we can take away from chapter uh from chapter four as james talks about uh as james talks about Sorry, hang on. We can take away from chapter four as James talks just before this how to control our tongues. So it's it's he talks about our tongues, how it's a fire, and now he's elaborating more on the way you're speaking. It's wrong, and one and this is one of the ways that we can tame our tongues is say Lord willing. When we say we're going to do this and that, yada, yada, yada. James also gets into, um, this isn't in my notes, but we read from chapter four about God opposing the proud, but giving grace to the humble. And, um, when we dove into the Greek for that, that really opened my, my eyes as well. And hope, I hope it did for you as well. Now, chapter five, which we did last night, we did a two part series, Uh, James starts out talking to those who are rich in the church and that they have used their money in vain and not for the Lord's purposes for their lives. But later on in this chapter, there was a little bit of uh, finally enlightening grace due to all the hard but true things that James says in this small letter written to mostly Jews. James talks about the power of the righteous man at prayer. He talks about two noble, God-fearing men in the Old Testament, Elisha and Job. He also mentions the prophets who suffered for doing what was good in the eyes of the Lord. How they had how they had endurance. But he says, if we confess our sins, we will be elmai. Uh, we will be healed to be made whole. He says to be patient in your suffering and to have that endurance as we prepare. For the second coming of the lord jesus he says to he says to establish your hearts we went through that Um, he says to not groan grumble or sigh at other believers or sisters in christ james starts off in this letter with the same message he did in the beginning have perseverance have steadfastness and consistency and prepare yourself for the second coming of the lord and to finish off, beloved, here is what I am taking with me to work on from what I personally read in James for, this, for the particular season that I am in. Number one, number one, work on having that endurance more consistently. So I'm working on planting good seeds in my life consistently, consistently, more consistently, while having patience in the midst of that. Number two, learning to not gossip, gossip about people who are made in God's image. Uh, number three, to not boast about tomorrow, but to continue with Lord willing. That, the term I mean by that. Uh, number three, to have persistent and fervent prayer. Uh, number four, in the midst of me fearing the Lord, I must tame my tongue. And to continue to confess my sins, either to God or to my spiritual mentor, Jim. And the last one, to have patient endurance, continuing to, uh, to do good with a patient heart. Well, amen and amen, beloved. That is our overview on what we learned through the book of James. I hope that you go out and increase with the Holy Spirit as I decrease and that you would continue to prepare yourself for the second coming of Jesus. Let's close in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for the calling that you've put on my life to be a teacher and a shepherd to your sheep. Lord, I pray as they go out, you would, as you did to the church in Thessalonica, You would put steel in their convictions through the Holy Spirit. I pray you'd protect them in their dream realms. You would come to them in dreams for the will that you have for their lives. They would not go out and seek man's approval, but they would would seek your approval for the calling that you've put on their lives. I pray for them to be set apart for your purposes. I pray your word would go forth in power. You'd bring deliverance over us, Lord. We would forgive those because you have forgiven us. I thank you for your leadership over our lives and that your leadership is so good. And I pray, Lord, that I would continue to interpret your word in the right ways. And Lord, that you gave Paul this like steadfastness of not caring what man thought about him. Put that in us, Father, to only want your approval over our lives. Strengthen our hearts. We would um not just be hearers of your word, but doers in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, um, couple 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 of announcements. Um, I just uh, got done doing Galatians one. I went to the coffee shop earlier and I worked on it a little bit. I'm gonna edit it a little bit here and there uh, throughout the week, and um, this book is just going to be so good. I, um, I I listened to Joyce Meyer's uh, three-part series on Galatians. She she has a Galatians part one, Galatians part two, and a part three. They're each just about 15 minutes. I really challenge you to go listen to them. She says some incredible stuff. She does a fantastic job in the body of Christ, and she is just wonderful. I love her so much. I read her book, Battlefield of the Mind. That book transformed my heart so much. God spoke to me th- so much through that book. And um, last thing, I've been continuing to pray about what book we're gonna study after we go through Galatians and First uh, and Second Peter, Lord willing. And uh, so we're, we're gonna go through Galatians, and then um, after that, Lord willing, we'll be diving into First and Second Peter, and then after that, we are gonna be getting into the book of. Philippians. The Lord spoke to me last night, said Josiah. Let's go to Philippians, a book that um, is just uh, so much grace and so much enlightenment and beauty. Uh, There are a few verses in there that I'm going to have to really uh, ponder on, like the whole um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I really don't know the context of a lot of those scriptures, but Uh, Beloved, continue to pray for me that the Lord would use me for the duties that he has for me. I'll continue to pray for you guys in my prayers. I do intercessory prayer three days a week at this one church in the mornings from nine to 10. Um, Sometimes when I miss it, I try to be faithful to um, make up that time with the Lord. And um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to grabbing onto and looking at what we learn from the book of James and how to apply it to our lives. This is your friend, Josiah. God bless you.